Oh, send a photo of the trip to you now, Big G. Okay, how about we get back to the podcast? Look, yeah, it's, a he did. it's a dick pic. No, it's a drink pic. It's a drink pic. That will result in a dick pic later, I'm sure. Ooh, from Big G? Or uh, Gib? Yeah, no, from from Wade. Oh, Wade's going to send one to Gib. Yeah, I would assume so, because normally if he drinks, I think he starts getting naked for some reason. He's one of those weird That's guys. me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to episode 133 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. Are uh, we? We, I think. Okay, just make are sure. We, are we fucking not in the right place? Wait, did we replace the guys that normally do this? Oh, shit. Okay, so I am Tam. That's uh, Jib. That's Jib. 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 And this is Yand. <laughs> it's uh, Nod. The Y is silent. <laughs> did you not see what he did with our names? Yeah, no, that's why I said the Y, the y is silent. <laughs> okay. Making sure. So, yeah. Hello. I'm Tam. <laughs> <laughs> we got Jib <laughs> and Nad with a silent Y. <laughs> it's a silent Z in the middle of it. Okay? <laughs> oh my god! I don't know how to go from here. Okay, so we're so glad that you decided to join us. We are not the original host of this week in MTG. We have filled in because I guess the other guys are doing some shit. Jib, what, what do you know about this? Uh, the other guys are drunk off their ass, and they're making fun of each other right now. Ah, lucky bastards. Right? <laughs> Mad with the silent Y, what's your two cents on this? You know what? I've got an idea. <laughs> I've got an idea real quick. Just so we're not confusing <sighs> these guys as listeners, we should go by their names. Jib. I'm Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Jib, calm down here. We can't be changing our names, man. I'm not saying change our names. I'm saying. Well, wait, I thought we we're going by the how, listeners' how, name, not uh, not. Oh no, we go the by previous. No, we go by oh. the, by the previous show host. Yeah, Matt. Okay, I'm Danny. I'm Big G. All right, cool, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> welcome to the, uh, welcome to this week in MTG. Thank you so much for just if you, you clicked on this. I'm sorry, you got this far. I feel you need to buckle up. It's not going to be nicer the rest of this episode. So, but what we can try to do to make it nicer for the rest of this episode, let's start off by thanking some amazing people here. Uh, big thank you for you listening to the podcast, and a big thank you to our patrons. Uh, when I say th- uh, to our patrons, I mean Matt, Danny, and Big G's, because again, we are uh, Tam, Jib, and Nad with a silent Y. But remember, I'm Big G in this context. That's Danny, and this is Matt. Shut up. Good job. Thanks. I remembered this. We're going to keep it going for the rest of the night. If I'm supposed to finish this bottle, I got to have some kind of You won't remember any of that by the end of the night. You won't remember this. by year. <sighs> okay, so uh, patrons for, for this week in MTG, big thank you to Wade, 
97, Chapman, D. Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, and Matty K. Thank you to each and every one of you for deciding to uh, patronize this week at MTG. The hosts, Matt, Danny, and Big G are very glad. <laughs> Let's see how long we keep that going. If you too would like to be a patron of This Week at MTG, go check out their Patreon. There's a couple tiers. There's a $3 tier and a $10 tier. Our Every- regular listeners are going to be like, what the fuck is he talking about Are they, about though? Today? They're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, this totally sounds like something that This Week at MTG would do. And they'd be like, Tam is a pretty cool sounding person. And then they'd be like, Nad with a silent Y <laughs> needs to be less silent. <laughs> that Gib just sounds like a fuck. No, no, no. They're going to be like, Gib, he has a buttery smooth voice that you could put on toast. No, they're going to be like. On a hot summer day. Gib is a fucking ass. That's all they're going to think. Gib is fucking asses? Uh, Sure. Potato, potato. There you go. TMI. Come on, Gib. Calm down there. This is a family-friendly podcast? Fuck that noise. Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) All right, keep going. Okay, so we got a couple tiers. My God. We got a couple tiers. A $3 tier. Get you put into drawings for packs each month. Uh, next month is going to be Streets of New Capenna packs that you get drawn for, and you could potentially win. $10 tier, you get put in for a drawing for commander cards that are valued between $15 and $20. We didn't make a list last week, but we will make a list this week for our patrons to go and take a vote. That's another thing patrons get is the chance to vote on that card specifically. So uh, join the Patreon if you want to try and win some cards. Also, patrons get a special perk where they get invited to a super secret live stream for the drawing. Where it's a little more one-on-one interacting with the patrons and stuff. And that's the Patreon pitch. If you want to support us in other ways, we have playmats. Playmats are pretty cool. They got our banner on them. And you can hit us up anywhere on social media. Be like, yo, want a playmat? And we'll be like, yo, we'll give you a playmat. And we'll sell sell you a playmat. 20 bucks. And uh, we'll ship them anywhere. We ship them to Germany. We want people to have these playmats in their hands. So if you're interested in that, hit us up. We'll work it out with you. And uh, playmats, if you don't want to hit us up, you can also, if you're in the FM area, check out our amazing sponsor, Jade of Sports Cards and Gaming, who has our playmats on display. Not on display, for sale. You got to ask for them. But they have them. 20 bucks there. You got to pay tax. But you can hit them up there for some more playmats. And... Speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, well, that that's the ad read. <laughs> Bet you a dollar you got off topic. Shut up. Give okay. is still, still burnt by that there. Nad with Y. <laughs> Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Sponsoring us. All of the above. 
<sighs> okay, so after that, we have a drawing to do, our big drawing of the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty pack. We're going to do it live right here, right meow. So, uh, Gib, you want to hold up that pack for the visual audience to see? Vanna White. In the middle version. Beautiful. Okay. So we're doing it here because we figured maybe people would be listening to the podcast at this point. And I'm pretty sure I have stated it multiple times that we're going to be drawing on the episode. So we are ready to award. And we have winner, bass drummer. Who has won? Nice. A bass oh, drummer. I, I, thought, seven. I thought you were asking for no, like a not drum drummer. Oh no, oh. their their name is uh, a bass drummer. Oh well, there we go. So a bass drummer. If you're listening to this, be expecting me to uh, hit you up via email or something very soon, and to get your address so I can send that shit to you. Because, dude, congratulations! <laughs> I don't want to see a dick pic. <laughs> it is a dick pic. <laughs> it's a glizzy dick pic. Oh boy. Did people not learn from last time? Well, that was Alex there. And who's the other person with him? I can't remember his name. I know I've seen him around. Yeah. Wait, are you fucking just Who like making people have glizzies and not telling them about the importance of glizzy safety? You son that of a like bitch. It looks like the guy that got... Yeah, uh, he, he played He played in one of the... Was it a, Yeah, the, the crazy, crazy eights. eights. He got second. Ah, goddamn. Anyway, let's go on with the breakdown. Actually, he popped up on Facebook for... Uh, Possible friend requests or possible people you may know. Oh, look at Wade doxing them out. We're not going to dox that with this person, but y'all can read it live. Yep, there we go. <laughs> okay, um, breakdown. So in the breakdown, yeah, yeah. I tell you about what's going to be happening up in this episode here, and then we jump into the actual episode. So thank you for <clears throat> listening up to this point. If you made it this far, give yourselves a pat on the back because that was a long fucking trip. So the breakdown, we're going to jump over to the boggle desk where Big G is going to give us a salt report or a sugar report, maybe in this case, and then going to go over some of the SCG Con Dallas, which we learned we have a friend who went down there. So Wade, Wade, if interested, you're always welcome on the podcast. Lies. And then from there, we're going to talk about some upcoming events. After upcoming uh, events, we are going to jump to the news Got a couple of news topics, and then we're going to talk a lot about Streets of New Capenna. From there, going to move to the Conjured Currency section. And in the Conjured Currency section, we're going to talk about magic prices. And after that, I'm going to say a thought cast, but we'll see how it goes. Ooh, we're going to get a live report from Wade, maybe. Let's see if I can... Well, then let's... Well, we don't you, want you, you started off with a salt report. I'll get shit fucking figured out here. Uh, excuse me, sir. Today... Big G has a sugar report. Oh, my bad. Because remember, reports. it's the salt and sugar report now, or salt or sugar report. One of the two. All right, so here's what I got for you. So I've been, been playing arena a little bit more. How about lately. sweet and sour report? Yeah, but salt's not really sour. It's bitter. It's more bitter. But I mean, like, I mean, be bitter about it because that's what a salt report is. You're being bitter. Just, just throwing it but out then, there. But then why I was just say? throwing it out there. Okay, all right. You can okay. just do whatever you want. You're hey. the big guy. Hey, is that a fat joke? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, so anyway, I've been playing some a uh, little bit more limited on Arena in addition to playing some Historic. So I played the Arena, or they did the uh, the uh, Ravnica mashup mm-hmm. event where it was limited sealed and built what I think was a hella sweet Naya deck. 
and it was great. Um, ended up going six and three, so I almost made it to the seven wins for that top prize. But I didn't. Uh, one of the games, though, I was going up against, I was going up against a control deck. Mm-hmm. And I had... Because fuck blue. <laughs> I had Tin Street Dodger. Uh, it's a one drop, one one with haste, and then it has the added pay a red, and the only thing that can block this is creatures with defender. Mm-hmm. And so I just I was able to keep sneaking through with that. I eventually made it a 2-2 two, two and yep. just kept going through because of the, the beetle that comes in and put a plus one, plus one on oh, target creature. Yep. Um, but then eventually, you know, I lost gas because my opponent put one of the enchantments on tap creature. It doesn't untap. So I, by this point too, I had gotten him down to one. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, I'm going to lose Just because need of that this. Shock. Gonna lose. And I didn't have any direct damage spells left. I didn't have any left. I had used oh, them. Boy. And sitting here, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to lose. But you know what? I'm going to let this guy do what he's going to do. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe I have something that will pull up before I'm dead. Top deck. And at this point, I am top decking the whole time, but I just keep getting lands and lands and lands or things that don't really matter. Yep. I get stony strength. One green, untapped target creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on it, and just go, play it, don't even care, and swing because the guy was tapped out. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. This is the top. This <laughs> is the heart of the cards kind of story here. Yep. But yeah, so that's what I got. Nice. All right. But did uh, did either of you got some salt for this week? No. I had... Yeah, I have not played Magic at all this week. So it is just a sugar report kind of week, so no salt report today. Um, but before we get Wade here on, I'm just going to do the quick rundown before we get a live, well, a live in the trenches report about what was happening down in SEG Con Dallas. I'm specifically going to be looking at the modern 10K event that happened. So here we go. Our top performing decks, number one, Golgari Yogmoth. Number two, Ford Color Elementals. And number three and four were both Tamir, Crashcade, or Rhinos decks. The meta breakdown, the most played deck was a Merktide Regent deck. Had 23 decks total, 8.3% of the meta. Burn decks took up 22 22 decks, 7.9% of the meta. Other various archetypes was 21 decks, 7.6% of the meta, and Amulet Titan coming back a little bit with 16 decks and 5.8% of the meta. And then the top cards overall, Lightning Bolt, 347 copies, 36% of the decks. Ragavan, 316 copies, 29% of the decks. Counterspell, 261 copies, 24% of the decks. Expressive Iteration had 247 copies, 23% of the decks. Top Creatures, Ragavan, again, 316, 29% of the decks. Endurance had 215 for their copies, 31% of the decks. Solitude had 192 copies, 19% of the decks overall. Dragon's Rage Channeler had 180. 80 copies, 16% of the decks. And jumping into those top spells, again, Lightning Bolt, 347 copies, 36% of the decks. Counter spells, 261 copies, 24% of the decks. Expressive iteration, same numbers again. And that fourth top spell, Tafuri, Time Raveler, 222 <coughs> copies, 
and 23% of the decks. Do we have the man, the myth, the Wade on to give us his viewpoint? Yes. Wade, say something. Make sure that the audio is all good. Howdy, partners. Coming in live from uh, getting top half of the tournament. Yes. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I see a giant nose growing in Fargo here. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's going up Danny's ass. Do you smell that, Wade? Hell yeah, brother. Sounds like Nad with Y. Silent Y. Nad. So Wade, Nads and Nads. Wade, we're on. Uh, we're on past results. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Dallas and how it went for you? Uh so went down with uh, Alex and Dylan. We went down on late Live Thursday docs. night. It was also a whiteout conditions here back here on the farm, and I was like, uh, I don't know if we're gonna make it, boys. <laughs> so luckily, I got my parents' Jeep. And so I was able to, it was clear past Valley City, so I was like, okay, we're going to be fine then. Uh, we get get to Fargo, pick up both of the guys, we head down to the cities. This is also Dylan's, like, first major event. So he's just, like, asking me and Alex, like, what should I do in these matchups? And he's playing Murktide, and I'm like, Dylan, I have no idea. I'm just going to go burr. Burr. With a green bumpy voice. Also, uh, Alex is working from home in... <laughs> With his, with his uh, computer, and somebody uh, messaged him at 5 o'clock, right after the workday was ending, like, hey, can you help me with this? Oh, no. And I was like, this is a Monday problem. <laughs> right answer. We also, we also find out that Alex had gotten food poisoning before we got. And you gave the motherfucker a glizzy, you no, 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 sick no, son we're of not a- the glizzy part of the... Spoilers, Martha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Slow your roll. So we get to the, Imagine that. We get, it's Matt. We get to the airport. We get through TSA. We go to the, one of the restaurants in the airport. We order our food. Alex leaves to go use the restroom. He comes back and tells us, all right, there's nobody in the bathroom, so he just was getting ready to hurl. And then he heard somebody come in, and he's like, well, this person's getting a show. So Alex throws up in the airport bathroom. A great start of the adventure so far. So then we land at Dallas. Flight goes normal as possible. We're also the second to last row on the plane. So uh, um, we took our Uber, got to our Airbnb. It apparently was listed as a three bed. There was one bed and a couch. Hmm. So who got the couch? I did. It was actually not that bad. So then Dylan's like, let's go to a gas station and grab shit. So we walk almost two miles to a 7-Eleven to get it. And I was just like, Dylan wants a Slurpee. <laughs> and so we walk all the way back. Also, Fort Worth has a beautiful downtown, not going to lie. So then we get back to the to the Airbnb. We're just chilling because we're they don't open the doors till 12 because the first event is 1230, the first trial. And so we're just chilling. This entire trip, also Dylan was like, guys, we're going to get like a brunch somewhere and we're just going to chill out and everything. So we wake up that morning. There's also an art fair going down in downtown Fort Worth, too. Ooh, bunch of fancy motherfuckers down there. Are there any like MCG artists that were like, yes, I am here and there? No, there was a lot of old school artists at the convention, but we'll get to that point. 
And so Dylan's like, let's check out the street fair because we got a little bit of time. Sure, whatever. Man goes up to the corn dog vendor and buys a corn dog. So we just gave Dylan shit. I was like, guys, brunch. Brunch is going to be lit. Also, Dylan, glit, a blizzy. So we're getting a corn dog. Um, we got we got a rest. We found a restaurant on the downtown strip. Ate there. Got to the event center by twelve. They let everybody through. You had to show a green check mark to get through. You had to either submit a negative test three days beforehand or upload your vaccination card. You also had to wear a mask the whole time. Dylan was in the one of the trials. He was in all three of the trials because. It was his first event and didn't know any better. <laughs> I bet he was fucking tired running around like a chicken with his head cut off to get keep up with all that. Well, so I was like, I was tempted to do the trials too because if you if you went five and zero, oh, you got two two you got two buys. Like first two rounds, you have buys. I was like, you know, that's kind of tempting. But then I did the math with like you know you're whittling down the competition and only. Because the first trial had 191 people. Only six people are getting those buys. That doesn't really make any sense economically. Okay, okay. I I bought the constructed package so I could play unlimited events. Also, they were pretty quick on, like, events, events, events happening. It was a lot more up-tempo than it was for Vegas. I'll say that. And so I went to the prize wall, see all what they had. And they had the uh, Dan Frazier's Signets secret layer. Ooh, and it was six hundred tickets. So I was like, For "Okay, both that's or just one." So I, I'm, I get, I go two hundred one, which gives me six hundred tickets in two of the challenges. So at this point, I've made my money back on day one for what I paid for the constructed package, and I got, I got the secret layer signets. At a boy, is it is it the boat like both allied enemy signets or just one? I think it's enemy. I think it's the enemy one. Okay, that's pretty fucking sick, man. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, was this the one that also has like that weird foiling that uh, a yes. lot of is the ones that people were given doing charity events and stuff for that are like? It's the, not the charity ones. It's the ones you could have ordered. You could have ordered. Okay. So the ones that for those that are wondering the one the Dan Fraser signets there's like a a weird m- misprint quote-unquote misprint that were sent out to content creators in the first wave or whatever that was done differently. We talked about it on the episode when that came like, what, seven, eight months ago? Yep. A year ago now? Was it Something year? like that. Find that episode if you want. But anyways, so you got that. I don't that. remember what we talked end. about last week. Wait, I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> there, he got me there. So Dylan's doing all these trials. He plays about seven game, seven matches worth of magic. Would you like to guess how many out of those seven were all blue-white control players? Six. Seven. Five. Five. Okay. He he I we we were making the joke that, you know, Celestial Colonnader is gonna be his night terror. And, and you fucking made it be you made it so for poor Dylan to just fucking get clapped by fucking flying rocks. He made the decision to do the trials, not me. (laughs) (laughs) He just got to accept it. Uh, So (laughs) we made the joke the next morning. Like, you know, Dylan's playing Blue Red Murktide. So, like, it's usual to see, like, you know, Spire Bluff Canal, Ragavan, Seiko. 
<laughs> where like Dylan's gonna come in and their his opponent's gonna play turn one celestial call it and he's like, Alright, fuck it. <laughs> Good game. <laughs> See you in the next round, boys. We'll get him next time. So Dylan feels like he's gotten the nerves out because you know, first major event and everything. So we get ready for the ma- we both submit our deck lists. Oh, side note. So for the trials, you have to submit a deck list. And Dylan didn't know how to copy and paste from uh, Goldfish oh, into no. MTG Melee. Okay. So this man is hand typing his Murktide <laughs> list three times. <laughs> and his like... phone's at like 6% by the third time. Jesus, fuck. And you just sat there and watched the man struggle. You poor bastard. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He made this decision. And you fucking decide to make it worse by feeding him a poor fucking glizzy. Oh, that's later. Well aware to understand that's later, but the fact going into even offering a glizzy, he had to go through all this shit, and it's like, you know what would be an icing on this cake? A glizzy. To, to we know what him, happened to Slade. To give him the I mean, he, he, this is also the day he bought the corn dog, by the way. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he, vo- he voluntarily paid for that corn dog. So then... Also, Dylan's Korean, so then we go to the uh, Korean barbecue joint. Also, side note, Dylan's like, it's we're going to go to a Korean barbecue joint. We're going to, you know, have a grill in the center because that's what's usually at a Korean barbecue joint. Joint doesn't have that. And so we were giving Dylan shit again. <laughs> it, was, it was good food. Uh, we went back, to the, went back to the Airbnb. Me and Dylan just watched YouTube videos for, for a few minutes. He really wanted to watch uh, Jimmy Wong... T- uh, tell us how to teach us how to play Magic the Gathering. Okay, okay. Um, so s- slept, got ready for the next day. Um, Alex left that morning because the first event was a 9 a.m. Modern Challenge. And Alex was trying to get me to play the Modern Challenge when I'm in the main event at 10 a.m. I was like, fuck no. If I win, I win. If I lose, I lose kind of a thing, you know? Just play it. Come on, Wade. Just, Just play, play it. Just play it. Yeah. Do it. So me and Dylan get in time. We're sitting down. We're getting ready for the main event. I. So I'm. We get in our. I get at my table. Uh, we we're not spaced out like we were in uh, Vegas. It's three people to a table like it used to be back in the day. And me and me, my opponent was from the Philly area, so we were just talking about stuff. And he was playing Blue Red Murktide. Okay. Um, on my left was a Burn Mirror. And on my right was somebody getting bodied by Boggles. Ah! <laughs> gotta respect Boggles every now and again, man. So I, I, I didn't beat Murktide. My deck decided to be... Goblins decided, eh, we were still sleeping in. So we go into, we go into round 201. Dylan won his first round. I play against Living End. Like, get the W. Uh, Dylan loses his mm. next round. I don't remember what it was against. Well, you have a couple chances of it being control there because he played against five. I can actually look it up. Let me live lookups to see. So all all, all the stuff has been posted up on uh, Goldfish by now, and can yep, get and scrolled. melee. You can look at melee, melee too. too, and can get scrolled through. So, uh, so we keep going on the tournament. Me and Dylan both end up at two and one. Mm. My third round opponent was uh, Burn. I really like that matchup. The guy that I played against actually topped eight, top eight at the Hunter Burton Memorial Tournament. Oh, fuck. Sweet. So so he knew he, what he was doing. He lost his second 
round of four color elementals. Ooh. Third round, he beats uh, Heliod Company. Very good. Uh, so round four, I get played against. I have to play against Burn again. Yeah. Dylan has the fortunate chance to uh, be on the feature match on oh, Twitch. Sh- oh shit! Okay. He plays against Omnath Control Yorion. No. It, his opponent has been on the Pro Tour many times. Has foil original fetch lands. Expeditions and Foil Snowlands. God. The drip was blinding. God damn. The drip. So <laughs> he was like, I just got body on on camera. I was like, Yes, you did. <laughs> you got you got bullied. Is is the full on foil technique just like a straight up intimidation practice that people use to be like, look at all these foils. Be intimidated by the money I'm tossing at these cardboard. Yeah, because you, you know the the deck's worth four thousand dollars. Has to be more than four fucking thousand dollars. I'm just saying four thousand dollars just because that's probably a ten grand deck. But I'm just cash. saying like, hey, my my deck's worth four thousand dollars. If GG. I had a four on the cheap head yeah uh, but yeah he also he also had masterpiece uh chalice of the voids in the sideboard <sighs> okay like why are you even playing like <laughs> why are you even playing the flex <laughs> straight up so God. then uh round five i get paired up against rhinos and he just slaps his dick on the t- his rhino sized dick on the table <laughs> and i can't do anything about it get hoofed Get uh, Ryan Bone. Dylan plays against uh, Lightning Skelemental. Never seen that card in his life. And he was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? I don't know what to do. <laughs> Those homebrews, man. They fucking come out of the woodworks when Paper Magic gets involved now. It's true. Um, Who did I play round six? I can't remember. Scryfall so, is down. Oh, no. Um, so... Dylan plays against Footfalls in round six, and that's where his journey ends. He also forgot a couple triggers and got on tilt by himself there, too. So he yeah. was salty and walked away. His opponent was super chill, though. Uh, I beat Amulet Titan. Yeah, yeah. And then first time ever playing against uh, Is It Breach, and that's where my... Uh, main event journey ends against Is It Breach. It was close. I thought on game two, I thought seized him, saw Mistress Bopple and a Mox Amber, and so then I played Chalice on zero. When you say Is It Breach, is it through the breach or underworld breach? Under Underworld breach. Okay. And so me and Dylan are out of it by this point. I'm playing the Pioneer side event too. <laughs> Just getting more points, baby. Fucking love that. What what deck were you running, Pioneer? Just a little side note on that. What were you doing for Pioneer? Uh, Rakdos mid range. Okay. I did not. Li- I only lost two games. Fucking solid. Points city, and I will not be saying what either of those decks are because then you guys don't get to build them for the J Dubs teams tournament. Hashtag sponsor. Yeah. Oh, dude, I haven't gotten to that shit yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, in between rounds, I got Noah his. He sent me with cards to get signed by Dan Scott and, um, oh God, I can't remember what her name was, but she's an old school artist. Can't help you with that one. That's fair. Um, so I got those signed for him. Uh, day three is just basically, all right, let's get as many points as we can and spend them and then get on the road and get back home. 
So I, I use the rest of my points to and a little bit of money too to get a foil expedition Cavender Souls. Ooh, fucking spicy. Because I gotta drip out goblins. Dude, dude, why the fuck did you not share a picture of that in the Discord? Uh because I wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Poor excuse. I you need to there. see that shit. <laughs> um so I also was the second best uh, Mason of all the Masons that played. Oh, did Ma- was Mason Clark there? No. Oh. So we, we also go in between watching the main event, between you know what's going on, and that finishes up. We watched uh, Rhinos versus Omnath Control, and I thought Omnath was going to win, but Rhinos ended up pulling out the win in the quarterfinals. But she lost in the semis, but not. She went twelve and she went twelve and zero the the whole tournament. Fucking solid, yeah. I, I I saw that rhinos list, and it's just typical like stock rhinos. It wasn't anything spicy, not even the sideboard. No, not really. It. I mean, it. Like I told my opponent that I lost to rhinos too. I was like, you know, you you just put ten power on board and just say, can you deal with it? No. Okay. Yeah, it's a legit clock that it's like I don't know. Why, why, why do people stop playing that on the the challenges, the moto challenges and stuff? Is that is is Rhino is just like a, a, a paper deck? I think well, it is uh, really. I don't know. I don't even have a good answer for you of why they're not doing it in the challenges, or maybe it's just not popping up in the top four for us. But I don't know. There's a lot of rhinos. Uh, there was a, an opponent in one of the challenges that said, you know, moderns at least in that realm like these major tournaments is going to start becoming a you know chalice in the main board kind of a format and i kind of agree with them after the weekend to be honest yeah seeing shit like that it's like yeah chalices well like you can play chalice okay you know they're not playing rhinos you can just do chalice on one well that just dick slaps burn merc tide like all these one drop decks yeah so yeah all one drops are just kind of screwed even even uh hammer or insert whatever uh regavan drc deck because yeah. there's a lot of those so we're heading to the airport i look at my delta app and it's doesn't say that we have a seat assigned yet i was like well that's weird Uh-oh. we've also had these tickets for months like january february range if i remember correctly and the like i look i'm like we're on the standby list apparently and i was like i I, I'm not going to be a happy camper if we're stuck in fucking Dallas because that was the only flight out of Dallas that day. Oh, shit. Uh, so we get checked in and, uh, you know, they, they ask you on the screen, you know, do you want to volunteer for compensation of gift cards to give up your seat? And I was like, nope. <laughs> I want my seat. God damn it. I want to get home. I want to see my dog and future wife. Ah, oh, how sweet. She only says so like, she's listening. Is that why we have more viewers? You got your fucking white, your your fiance listening on here, Wade? It might be Noah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the question still stands. <laughs> um, we got. I looked at the Delta app when we were chilling at the restaurant in the airport, and we got our seats finally. Oh, we were row twenty eight. Is that so, towards the back again? Yep. Hey man, second to last. At it was a bumpy get, flight. A lot at, of turbulence. At least you got a fucking seat. This is why I'm glad, like, the one flight I know I go on every year, I don't have to pay for my ticket, so I pick... I don't I don't sit here and go, 
I'm going to go first class. No, I go comfort plus. So I get I get that extra leg room, a little bit extra booty room. It's very nice. I will say though, Delta being in the back of a Delta plane is a lot more enjoyable than being in the back of a Sun Country plane. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we land, we get back on our shuttle and we're like, "All right, let's let's get the bleep home." So we stop at uh St. Michael's get holiday no quick trip gas station like right outside of the cities by St. Cloud area. Ooh, quick trip. More like a- also, I ate this is, on Sunday. I also ate two glizzies because that was the options at the uh, concessions. Oh boy, they were good hot dogs. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Sat better with you than Dylan, then, eh? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at at this quick trip, I was like. Dylan and Alex, you guys got to get a glizzy. I've done it. Slade's done it. I ate one in spirit for Slade. And that's where that picture came from. That's great. So you, yes. you, you coerce them into getting a glizzy without giving full details what a glizzy is and or does to a person. Oh, no. Alex was there with Slade the first time. Oh, was he? Yeah. Then he okay. I can't even feel bad for Alex. Then nope. he, he knew what he was fucking getting into. But poor it, Dylan, it, it's, who got it's now just a tradition now when we go on these trips to just get a glizzy. <laughs> See who has the iron stomach out of Jesus. all y'all. I guess the next question is: Did you get pulled over on the way home? No, <laughs> no, actually, uh, one some unlucky bastard actually beat me to it. <laughs> so that right stopped the, the gas station. Right in the same spot. Oh, right. Yeah, state beautiful. troopers have their spots. To to those that don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to uh, I don't know one of the episodes in November. I want to say it was yeah 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 when 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 Wade and Slade and Noah came on, <laughs> we're talking about their 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 trip. And uh, then Dylan was like, "Well, we can go to one of these in the summer," and I was just like, <laughs> "Ha ha ha!" I was like, "Good luck, Sonny boy. I got farming to do." You got farming, you got Marion, you got bachelor Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you can Pretty work. Soon. You can work it in there. Hey, I, I told him like best you're gonna get out of me is that Nerd Rage gaming event, and that's gonna be like that, I'm not gonna know until the week of. Yeah, I was about to say that's an iffy one for you that time of year. That, that, it's a close one, and now we're about to get Snowmageddon again. Yeah, yep. so which mouth. means you're. Yeah. Yep. I'm not looking for it. So we're you might not have back. to work. You just get to sit and look at MTG News all day then. Uh, so we're heading back. <laughs> we right outside of Alexandria, it starts snowing like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Slushy, did you, Wait, did you, did you find the lovey for your life? A small shop owner who just no. happened to grow up in your small town? Who no, we was, were trying so to you die. used to date? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Oh, I was I was thinking this one was the or uh, that you put in a friend zone. I was gonna say this is the nerd one where where he had the glow up and all of a sudden he's this buff, you know, wearing Abercrombie overalls. model yep. type guy wearing overalls. Yep. Pecs just picking out good old Ryan Reynolds clasps there. Yep, just those as I, just as those I like three chesters. In Carrington, I'm like you know you walk by my face every day because of my senior photo. I understand I had more hair back in that day. <laughs> Not by much. And I weighed less, but you know. <laughs> so we get into like some, it was heavy wind, like heavy fluffy snow. You guys are on a delay on the Twitch stream, so I just see you guys dying. <laughs> yeah. 
we're we're pretty well, delayed that, on there. That's your fault for watching the Twitch stream as you're fucking talking. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't have it going <laughs> at the same time, so I don't hear myself twice. Um, Smart move. Smart move. Those echoes. So, so we get to a gas station in Alexandria, and we're like, because we're like, okay, we we see the storm. We're like, okay, we'll make a call in Alexandria to either wait out the storm a little bit or just go, and also fill up with gas. And so, glizzies. Uh, Dylan destroys the bathroom first. I come in second. <laughs> Oof. Oof. That that poor bathroom never stood a chance. The real the real thing is is like I feel sorry for the third person. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> like getting in second like glizzy first glizzy bathroom firsts is a thing. You want that first because second it's like you got to try and make it go fast, but at the same time it's like oh. well it's coming out fast. Yeah, this is so you have to deal with the first smell. We get I get out of the bathroom and Dylan shows me the radar. It's like, okay, we got to go right now. This is going to be our best window to not deal with the shitty-ass weather. And we made the right call there. there so we get go. back into town. We drop off everybody. I get to bed at like 3, 3.15 in the morning because Winston's like, hey, Dad, potty time. <laughs> as as, and, as puppies And that do. was the trip to Dallas. <laughs> Fucking round of applause. Great, beautiful story. I, I personally like uh, Channel Fireball events more than Star City. Okay. So what what, what was, uh, in a, a quick little summary, comparing the two, can you give us a quick summary of what makes uh, Channel so, Fireball better than SEGs? One's good, one's good. The, <laughs> <laughs> quick so, and easy. Uh, prize tickets are worth more through Channel Fireball. But if you get a constructed package, you have an un- unlimited... Amounts of times to go to any of those challenges. In Shadow Fireball, you only get six redemption codes. But in Star City, it's like, go, 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 go. Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, if, uh, do you plan to attend any more of these SEG I mean, that, events? that's going to be a discussion later on in the year. Because right now go. it's, let's get to June, slash, survive a uh, weekend in May. Oh, you're not surviving, buddy. It's your funeral. Uh, uh, it's the funeral of a bachelor. Death of a bachelor. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> I was hoping he'd go Whoa. there. <laughs> why so, did you do this? Matt, it, shut up. It, my, my mind's kind of just like, let's get to June. You know, after June, you know, enjoy it a little. Enjoy being married. Get ready for the first round of harvest. And like, I didn't make the decision with MTG Las Vegas because we were getting done with soybean harvest at the time, and they had just announced it. So, well, you got to do what you got to do. True. I I enjoyed Fort Worth. I would go there again if like Channel Fireball did it again. But I think it's all going to determine too because like Pro Tours are coming back, and I think those are going to be the major announcements for 2023 plans. Yeah, I was just about to I was just about to bring that up. It's like, okay, so we now have regional qualifiers and regional champs leading to pro tours. What 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 are your thoughts on attending some of that shit? Because Well, it's good that like, you know, Docs in town is a WPN store, so you'll get the the first leg of the journey locally at least. Yep. Well so, and, and so is J Dubs, their WPN, but premium yeah. premium gets an additional one than what a normal WPN gets. So I just as a 
As a loyal patron of both stores, I just hope they don't pick the same weekend. Yes. Yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. And, like, I feel like for both parties involved, it would be beneficial mutual if they did one weekend after another. Yep. Ooh. You know it would be a cool idea? Maybe we got to talk to Josh Get and all that Rich money. and be like, yo, if you attended... The first one, whoever you come in with, like proof that you went to the first one, you get like something as well. Ooh, you know, showing that you're there, because then it's like, then you go back and be like, "Yo, I played here," and then uh, bare minimum here, just speaking out loud. I'm not a fucking store owner and shit, but like, you get an extra booster pack as your prize if you show that you went. So it's like, if Paradox was first, J Dubs was second. You go to J Dubs and show that you went to Docs first. They'll be like. Yeah, here's an additional pack. And then you go back to Docs and be like, yo, I went to J-Dubs. And they were like, here's a pack. And I wonder, though, so, if, if there's something they have to, like time constraints they have to work within for those two, because I think sometimes oh, that ends fair, up being a thing. Fair point for the whole uh, For series. the event organizer stuff. Probably. I, I know, like, the first Pro Tour back is Pioneer. And, like, I gave Alex my red-black mid-range deck, and he's like, you know, Pioneer's really fun. And, like, yeah, Dylan but. and... Uh, Alex are both going to build Pioneer decks so we can just play like once a month or something. Because like it's a it's a fun format. Like nobody in the we don't have any tournaments out here, but I think once we get a chance to have tournaments for it, I think people would enjoy it. No, and I I've got a I took mine apart, so I got to rebuild a new one and kind of look at the meta and see what I kind of like and all that. So we'll find out. It's like a, it's an open format. You can build anything you really want and like when i was playing red black mid-range i was like you know i'm at four life but you can still grind your way back in so well for sure yeah i have a mono red burn deck shocker right monster <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> yes so I, i'm also hoping with the j-dubs tournament coming up like it gets people enthusiastic for pioneer I think I think people in the area are just enthusiastic, more enthusiastic now because it's like, oh, Pioneer is kind of something that's now officially getting talked about again. And I do right. feel a lot of a lot of the times, like the the, the sixty card formats, there's a little more like, oh, uh, going with what's kind of like the big thing that's getting talked about the rest of the Magic players and stuff up here and stuff. I mean, that's what, one of the reasons why I feel like Modern is probably Modern and Legacy. Legacy is pretty big, but I say Modern is probably a little bigger in the area. Well, well, boys, I would love to keep chatting, but I just got a fire call right now back home, so I got to go do fireman business. Take All right. care. Thanks for jumping on. Yep, Have a good no one, problem. Wade. Take care, boys. See Peace. Ya. Speaking of that, J-Dubs, are we doing that? We'll figure that out later. I gotta t- I'll chat with you guys after the show, because now we got to fly through all this we gotta with, go. a, with an impromptu Wade sighting. All right, so upcoming events, because we're all done talking about past events. Now, holy shit, how far in are we? And we're just getting to the upcoming events. Take, this, off, like, take off like 20, uh, 15, 20 minutes for Flippy. So this okay. this is nothing. All right, so a couple of quick announcements before I get into the event. I actually have data or information on. Actually, son of a bitch. What? Guess what I got to pull up, because I forgot to have it pulled up and put in there. The website. Nope. Um, so mm. while I am looking for announcements, this is the easy one because I can make these announcements because they're very easy to remember. First and foremost, we've been talking about the Paradox Crazy 8 events that are happening every Saturday. Well, you know what? I got some bad news for you. This is one of those weeks where we just don't have it for you because 
Paradox is Hippity honoring. Happy Easter's on its Yeah, Friday. there we go. They are honoring the Easter holiday and trying not to have anything scheduled up for you. So there is that. And then second piece next weekend, and we will talk about this again next weekend, is pre-release for New Capenna. Remember, your first time to play with any of these cards is not going to be on Arena. It is going to be in person. So make sure to look at your listings for your local your local game shop for New Capenna release events starting on April 22nd. Much hype for this. Now, for, for the New Capenna pre-release or for this next one? Or both? Anyway, I don't care. (laughs) Don't ask the question. (laughs) There are these things called rhetorical questions. But speaking of nothing that has to do with rhetorical questions, J-Dubs is hosting an event I am super fucking excited for. Big hypes. J-Dubs is hosting an event called J-Dubs Trios. When is this event happening, you may ask? It is happening Saturday, May 28th. That's Memorial Day weekend, so you can get really drunk and go play magic with us. And it starts at noon. So day drinking. I'm taking Tuesday off. Perfect. Because it's my birthday on Monday. Anyway. He's an old man at that point. That he is. It's my golden birthday. He's going to mix prunes juice with his drink. Shut up. Prune juice and vodka. Here's don't tell don't, don't, don't tell him my secrets. It's not prune juice and vodka. It's prune juice and ciders. Oh, can't even damn. have vodka. Sorry, man. My bad. Prune juice and bourbon. No, he can't do bourbon. It has to be ciders. Tequila. Oh, that wrecks his tummy. Fuck tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where is this event happening? If you didn't figure it out by the name J-Dubs. of the event, it's happening at J-Dubs, and that is in the West Acres Mall. What is this? This is a team trios event, so get two of your other friends with you and make sure one of them plays Pioneer. Make sure one of them plays Modern, and one of them plays Legacy because for a small entry fee for pre-registration of $60, or $75 on the day of, you can participate in an event where you and your friends get to smash face in three different formats because you could walk away with, at bare minimum, first place, $300, second place, $200, and third and fourth, you get $100 a piece. But those prices could increase for the prizes based on the attendance. Now, if you're sitting here going, Big G, Big G, how do I pre-register? I don't know how. Well, here's how you do it. You go ahead and you call J-Dubs up at 701-277-1989. And you go, yo, dogs, I want to sign up for the Trios event. Here's my name. Here's my team. And tell him that this weekend MTG sent you. Hell yeah. Make sure you do that. All right. So I have a funny feeling if you end up showing up in person, there's probably a good chance you'll see one, two, I don't know, maybe three of us at this event, but we won't disclose that information. It'll be one of those things you just have to find out for yourself. Show up, folks. All right, and then the last event that we're going to quick talk about, we've been talking about this for a while, and guess what? You've got, ah, you just got four days left to get signed up for the No Modifier Brawl League. So make sure you join our Discord to get all of the specific information. Specifically, look at those pinned messages and make sure you find the tiny URL so that way you can sign up and put your arena username. Because Companion does not run a round-robin setup yet. We're kicking it old school, and that's why you got to follow the tiny URL. Now remember, these games will all be played on arena. The entry free is 
free fitty. Yep, that's right. It's free to play. We're going to be doing some friendly brawl, and we're setting it up at a 60-card minimum for the decks, but you can go all the way up to 100 like a normal brawl deck. Now, we've got some prizes for you, so... If you get the best record, you get first pick of one of three commander decks. If you get second place, you get pick of the remaining two. If you get third, you get what's left over. You beat Matt, you get put in for at least a drawing for one, at bare minimum, 35-card blue theme booster pack. And don't worry, we're going to have secret prizes throughout the whole event based off of different things you might say. So secret achievements, if you will. And, oh, wait, what's that? Ah, Big G, guys at This Week in MTG, you guys are just going to win all of the prizes. First no, off, no. We're not that good. Don't worry, faithful listeners. That's garbage. I Yeah, I suck. Don't worry, though. Danny even, makes his cheeks clapped. Even if we were remotely good at playing Magic. Gib is always like, eh. Yeah, I know. Anyway, <laughs> even if we were remotely good at playing Magic... The hosts of This Week in MTG, the original guys, not us. So we can win the prizes, but those original hosts, you know, Matt, Danny, and Big G, you know. Hey, hey Gib, do you remember who we all are? Uh, you're, you're Big G. That's Matt. I'm Danny. Don't, qu- don't question me, son. You forgot me. Don't question I'm me. Tam- I'm Tam. I thought you were going by the personas we were taking over from the original host. No, but we're still, uh, we're taking the personas. We're just taking the Okay, personas. anyway, we're taking too long on this. Side tangents. We, we cut them out. We decided to cut ourselves out, and no modifier decided to cut himself out from winning prizes. We just want to play some games. But any ties will result into a random drawing on the wheel of names, name, 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 names. Man, and those who beat Matt. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> And you can only claim one prize, so you can't slap Matt's cheeks and have the best record and claim both prizes. You only get one, so I would guess that no modifier would give you your choice, but most people are probably going to take that upper prize. And you know what? We're all done with the events. You got anything for a blog of talk for us? Yes or no? No. No We're moving on. So hit us up with Danus. Okay, so... A uh, quick thing, Danny. Do you want to read this since you put it in? Or I suppose I can. Perfect. Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, about Alpha Fox saying, "Hey, this put two or was it two or three people on the board?" They for had Hasbro. They had five, five people five. suggested. Five people, and Hasbro Wait. said, uh, "Big all screw you," and declined that offer or suggestion. Um, so what we have been talking about for the last little while now is, but uh. Here's some updates on Hasbro and Alpha Fox Capital Management. Quick refresh for you again. Um, back in February, Alpha Fox, who owns 2.5% of Hasbro, felt that Hasbro wasn't doing good enough with Watsi and wanted to suggest five new board members. Um, from there on, April 4th, Hasbro made a decision to appoint two board members of their own, Elizabeth Hamron uh, and Blake Jorgensen. Hamron is the chief operating officer at Discord, while Jorgensen is previously was previously chief financial officer at Electric Arts or EA. Um, Hasbro chairman of the board, Rich Stoddart, uh, Stoddart, described them as proven, experienced leaders. Next part from the articles, um, Stoddart also stated that Alpha Fox's offer is quote unlikely to create value 
is contrary to Hasbro's strategy and would negatively impact the benefits Wizards uh, realizes today f- realizes today from Hasbro brand blueprint on a consolidated basis. End quote. Um, AltaFox responded to Hasbro's rejection, calling it, quote, defensive and uh, reactionary. Um, AltaFox also stated that the board, quote, the board's desire to continue operating Hasbro like a family business is a flashing red light for change and it's obvious indicator that shir- that shareholders slash appointed directors are needed at the company, end quote, uh, suggesting they likely intend to continue pushing the board to make changes. Um, Connor Haley managing partner of Alta Fox commented further earlier today we believe Hasbro's decisions directed to in uh, the decisions to initiate what appears to be dis- defensive and reactionary expansions of its boards validates shareholder shareholders significant concerns about the company's insular um yeah and in ineffective corporate governance so i don't know Long story short, Hasbro said, "Fuck you, Elta Fox." Basically, we're well, doing our thing. Or maybe, maybe they, maybe they haven't gone straight to the "fuck you." They've maybe gone to, uh, you know what? Screw you. We hear you, but we're not going to listen to you. I, yeah. I don't think this is the last that we're going to hear of an Elta Fox. No, they're going to gonna keep. They're going to keep going because again, everybody knows that Wizards is the uh, the real money maker. It's been commented on multiple times before that Wizards is the cash cow for Hasbro, and of course, yep. they're going to say. Uh, what, what was the quote here? Uh, saying that Altus Fox's offer is unlikely to create value is contrary to Hasbro's strategy. So the unlikely to create value is like Hasbro is going to lose a good chunk of their fucking money. It's like us and Hasbro want us to keep where a lot of our money is coming from. So it's good. It makes sense. It makes sense that that was going to be their fucking answer to that. So just speaking of business, like the business aspect of it, Hasbro's not going to change anything that they're doing unless you can prove that what your ideas are doing or suggesting are going to gain them a shit ton of money. All, all it is is Altafox is this, uh, this hedge company that is looking to try and put, stir, stir up a pot to have things benefit them. Because again, Here's a quick reminder. A hedge fund just hedges funds off of <laughs> everything else. Still the words off of my mouth there. So yeah, yeah. They're looking to like get They as just much want to money. make the quick buck that do nothing and do nothing with or do nothing for it. Yeah, they're just straight yep. up like money signs in their eyes for this shit. And you know, they're I mean, they're looking at what Wizards is doing and they're like, Yes, Wizards is doing the right thing. Hasbro, eh, not as much and shit. So throwing around their two point five holding, you know. So. Your two point your two point five percent isn't in the grand in the grand scheme of the, of everything isn't very much. No, grand scheme is still pretty large because well, if you like look at everything, it is. Uh, but like percentage wise, how things get like divi- divided out between like you know just the casual stock traders, other corporations, individuals, and stuff that have it. It's like picture it like a meta game percentage, like a two point five percent meta share of a format is still pretty strong if you're seeing art like art like. Art Arc Light Arc Light Phoenixes at like two point five. Oh, I get it. It's just if you if you have two point five percent of a shares of a company of the size of Hasbro, why the fuck do you even care what they're doing? Well, clearly they're invested in it if they have two point five. Because again, uh, if I remember correctly, that's almost was that almost three hundred million dollars or almost four hundred million dollars. 
somewhere up in there. It's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of fucking money. And you need more. Yeah, I mean, straight. first off, that's how capitalism works, and clearly, it's oh, I, be, I get that. Money machine is going to go burr until it fucking smokes and collapses, and then we're all going to be like living in a Russian-based utopia of bread rationed. Do you really think they didn't give us bread? We got other shit to talk about. <laughs> Long I story got, short. Shit's happening in the financial world, not dealing with the cards. Oh, oh, yes. And uh, I pulled up here real quick what the, the Hasbro stock is trading at. They are down. Uh, They're down uh, 76 points, point seven six points here, uh, closing at uh, $83.60 per share. It's still more than I bought it for. Yeah, it's still more than Big G bought it for. But the fact that is like they've just been like a sharp decline for the past six months. Dude, the whole market has been, honestly, it's had some ups and downs, ups and downs, but it's been in a very much a downward trend. Yeah. This time last year, they were at 104 per share. So, I mean, I don't know. Get at us if you like stock talk. <laughs> this week in stocks? Dang. I think I'm down 20 bucks in stocks. <laughs> okay. So, next in the news, let's cover... Uh, I mean, I guess this is also going to be financial advice as well, potentially, but there's a new secret lair drop that just got announced. Uh, so, and just like it was prophesized a few weeks ago at the end of finally left-handed magic cards, secret lair announcement, there is now a super drop to purchase to boot. As of this morning, April, the April super drop is live at secretlayer.wizards.com until May 9th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Here are the individual drops for the super drop. So, first off, finally, left handed magic cards are part of this drop. This has the five cards that have the left printed style with the names on the cards and the mana values kind of swapped places, the power toughness, the loyalty, all on the opposite side of the card, type box reversed around. These cards are uh, the cards in this all have art depicting the card the card art of the character using their left hand for something. And these cards are Sisse Weatherlight Captain, Empress Galena, Drolf's Messenger, Rograk, Son of Ragan, and Garuk, Collar of Beasts. And this is selling for the usual price of $29.99 for the non-foil and $39.99 for the traditional foil. We talked about this the other week, so give that episode a listen to if you want. Now, next up in the super drop is the showcase Streets of New Capenna. This drop has three cards done in the new foiling that you will see in Streets of New Capenna called Gilded Foil. And the cool thing about these Gilded Foil is they're kind of done in that like Art Deco border and stuff, and they just look, I don't know, 50s aesthetic. These three cards are Atraxa, Praetor's Voice, Brea, Ethereum Shaper, and Yidris, Millstrom Wielder. This one, for only three cards, is only going to be done in the gilded foil only. There's going to be non, no non-foils, and it will be selling for $49.99. Oh, with the last, I uh, remember with the left, left-handed left drop, there's going to be an arena code for sleeves. This also is going to have arena code for three sleeves of each of the arts and stuff, so... Next up in the secret layer drop, we have the secret, or secret, <laughs> the special guest, Matt Jukes. Matt Jukes has made a secret lair of five different of the Czech lands, Glacial Fortress, Drowned Catacombs, Dragon Skull Summit, Rootbound Craig, and Sun Petal Grove. These Czech lands are also going to be in foil and tradition, in traditional foil and non-foil, selling for $29.99 and $39.99. 
and they're done it's described as contemporary art it's a bunch of different like shades of shapes and stuff they look cool if you're into that kind of like art style definitely check them out check the links down below if you haven't seen them yet uh and uh follow us on uh, facebook i posted them up there when that got announced next up in the secret layer we have artist series mangali Uv. i'm not good at pronouncing shit this one is really beautiful in my opinion, and a lot of people online think so, because in this drop, you have different art for Death Shadow, Mother of Ruins, Elvish Mystic, and a full art forest, all done in uh, Mangali's signature art style. This one is also going to have a non-foil for $29.99 and a traditional foil for $39.99. These look fabulous. Next up, we have artist series Siddharth Chatteruvi. Vetti, Chatter Vetti. This one is four cards of Concordant, con, Concordant Crossroads. Who had that on their fucking bingo list of getting a reprint soon? You had that on your fucking bingo list? Not a fucking chance. Nobody had that damn card on there. Nomad Outpost, a full art island, and Ghost Quarters. So cool thing about this is that uh, Sidharth wanted to tell a certain story in just these four cards. And if you look in the flavor text, looking at the art, it tells a story of a traveler going through an adventure it's really fucking cool and the fact that it, the time that they took to to do this to tell this story looks really fucking sick too art is done well gonna be in foil and tra- uh, traditional foil and non-foil for 39.99 for the traditional foil in 29.99 this also will have an arena redemption code for all the sleeves of the arts next one we have artist series wayne reynolds who is depicting dwarves in Tor brand Th- uh, Thane of Redfell, Sram Senior Edificer, Belthor the Defiled, and Depala Pilot Exemplar. All done kind of like in their same signature stance, but like done in actual dwarf looking like styles. And they do look pretty cool. And it's a reprint of Belthor the Defiled, which I think only got printed. What was that fucking Onslaught? I think so, yeah. Originally Onslaught? It was an old set, and I don't think it's been reprinted since. So that's another reprint there. Non-foils, $29.99. Traditional foils, $39.99. And you get arena codes as well for those for sleeves. Uh, and then we have Just Some Totally Normal Guys is the name of the next drop. And this one is pretty interesting. Another pretty big reprint. First reprint of Goblin Settler. I think Goblin Settler, was that Scourge? God, fuck. My remembering of certain card sets. But Go- Goblin Settler reprints here. Void Winnerware. Collector Oof and Vengevine all getting printed here. And they're done in like a very uh, bright color, cartoonish uh, style. I don't know. They look pretty fucking sick in my opinion and stuff. Uh, all done in non-foil for $29.99 and traditional foil for $39.99. You get four sleeves in arena for them. And of course, what super secret super drop would it be without the bundles? So you got the non-stop, non-foil bundle, where you get six of those, all of them pretty much, except for the gilded foils, for a grand total of $149.99. So you get the Mangali, the Siddharth, the Wayne, the left-handed, and some totally normal guys, plus all the arena codes that go along with those. Next, you get the full of foils, where you get all seven of them, which includes the gilded foils, all in their foil 
beautiful gloriness. And that's going to sell for $248.99. You get the codes as well for that. And then you have the bundle bundle where you get one of each foil and non-foil. And this one is going to cost you a whopping $368.99. So yeah, that's your that's your secret lair news right there. This set looks pretty cool. I think I might I think I might actually pick up the uh the one with Death Shadow. Oh, did I yeah, I read the card of that. Yep. It, they had Honestly, that. the one the one for sure I'm thinking about is is the Checklands. But what about the Sidharth? You get uh, Concordant Well, I mean, that, that one for like the price value, yep, definitely probably going to where the point where I'm very I'm very intrigued on maybe just doing a bundle bundle, like just not not doing the foil and non-foil, just doing the non-foil one for this one. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the check lands look really cool, but at the same time, like I want to get the, the new printings of the three hype cards too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mainly because, I mean, the deck I wanted to build for that color scheme for, you know, blue, white, uh, green, black, I was thinking about on tracks of Super Friends. So, I mean, oh, that is just, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And, I mean, Brea is not going down in price anytime soon either. So, but yeah, I don't know. This will be one I, I might actually have to think about. Unfortunately, with the last secret or the super drop, it kind of put a damper on my <laughs> budget understandable well uh we are eating a lot of time so shall we move along to the contra currency section yeah let's do it we can uh we can talk spoilers next week and because we'll have everything out and we can kind of do the full dive in yeah yeah that's a good idea all right matt hit us up with those weekly winners where are these coming from by the way they're coming from mtgstocks.com an amazing site that comes up with a weekly article every Friday that talks about three to five cards in their weekly winners article that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. It's a super useful resource. Check it out. They're really good at what they do. All right. So first up, we have Timely Ward. For white two, you get an enchantment aura that reads, you may cast this spell as though it had flash if it targets a commander and it has enchant creature and then enchanted creature has indestructible. Card jumped up 127%, now chilling around $4.45. But as of today, Monday, it is $4.93 for the market and $5 on average. So still kind of pushing upward of those $5. It does look like you could buy them on TCG Player for about $1.70. European average is a buck and a quarter or a, a euro and a quarter. So this card got only printed in commander legends has not uh, it was the first time that it was printed and it is moving up because it's an enchantment and what set did we just partake in oh sorry this is me hey hey matt would it have anything to do with the fact that neon dynasty was a very enchantment set yes yes it would oh i am shocked and amazed I am not drunk enough for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, Light Paws, Emperor's Voice, and Norak Yamakaze, uh, the poet, being enchantment-based style decks. White enchantments are just moving up in price. So, I mean, I don't know what else you want from this kind of shit. Uh, The fact that it took this long, I guess, for a price spike of a card that makes your your light paws indestructible, your Norakai Yamakaze indestructible took this long. I don't know. Yeah. I I think I think it's just more in like the hype train, like, I don't know, don't don't 
don't give it too much thought. I don't know. At the same time, I think uh, you know white enchantress style decks are getting a little bit more push with the with the light paws and everything. Yeah. So oh, I and mean, then, and then you also got remember you got uh, Goshinta as yeah. well, uh, flashing into save your Goshinta, which can return any enchantment for its for its Wu reactivated ability. And Sithis decks are still popular, so I mean. <laughs> Maybe maybe this is a card to keep an eye on just for the sheer fact that it's like there's so many different enchantress style decks because then you got you know, Tetsunari is uh, Salt Time and that's well an and then you got you got Bant enchantment deck honestly you've got every and any color scheme and and Bant? not not all of them are super viable but every one of them has some form of enchantress style and think of it this way with some of the new cards that we got shown from New Capenna the bant the bant commanders that are God, dealing shield are counter things sick. you're just like i guess this would be a cool thing to have with your shield counters to help like put up an extra defense to make sure your creature I just, get wiped i truly want to say the fact that they're bring they're continuing even if it's not in a heavy dosage the um the ability counters oh yeah like yep. i am so glad they're continuing with that they're really good Fun fact, a lot of those cards that have ability, uh, different uh, counters and stuff, th- there's a whole list of cards that put different counters. And that's one of the mechanics uh, for the Bant where it like, counts the different types of counters yep. on the cards. Uh, Perry, the Rhino guy, he yep. does that. Go go follow go follow uh, Chris Martin at uh, Chai Style Gaming on Twitter. He was talking about a whole list of cards that uh, are reserve lists that have different counter types that would count towards that and stuff. Yep. He is a truly a great follower if you want a a great follow if you're looking for like those tiny edges in the MTG finance space. And I'm going to look this one up real quick live. Right. Um but honestly, uh one thing I think that, you know, it it still gets a lot of play, so I mean it is a little bit higher card, but it's probably one that it is steadily going up still too. Um the Ozolith. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, for those of you who don't remember what it is or what it does, it's a one-cost legendary enchantment or artifact, sorry. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, so dies, gets exiled, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters to one creature. So it's not even a you have to, so there's not a chance that you would lose those yeah those counters so it's i feel like with some of this stuff it's gonna be one of those if you've got them just hold on to them a quick thing here also uh since there's a lot of counter moving it seems there's five commander decks yep we don't have the full lists of them Ozolith could get reprinted in one of those Ooh, decks. Ooh, you wouldn't you wouldn't be wrong there if if i had to take a guess it would be a broker deck yeah, yeah. Like it would, it'd be the broker deck if yeah, I had it. Uh, Perry, the the Rhino deck. Yeah, I think so. it would be only going in there because the 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 Maestros they don't give a shit about fucking counters. But at this, well, at the, the, the Naya deck too. might. Yeah, I don't know if Naya wouldn't like as much as the Brokers in Not, this one. Well, in in this in this commander set, yeah, yeah, the Brokers for sure. Yeah, bro- Brokers for sure will, will be. But I'm just saying that has any a higher of the green chance. White decks. Yeah, yeah, has a higher chance. Brokers has a higher chance of having an Ozolith, which would be a good spot for it to reprint. Otherwise, you know, like keep keep an eye out for those lists. Uh, if we're gonna do a buy sell hold kind of thing here, hold the Ozoliths. Wait to see what happens. 
list comes out, then keep a steady eye on what the price does. But Ozolith is going to be important, not only for like commander purposes, yeah. but also for pioneer or pioneer purposes and for uh, modern purposes and stuff. Well, hey, wait. Speaking of like you know the brokers and things that would go good in these types of decks, you got. Uh, oh wait, look, that might be good for a broker deck. It would. We have Hengegate Pathway. So this is one of the pathways, the uh, MDFCs, where you get to choose it to be the front or the back, and it is the white, uh, uh, the white blue one. This card has jumped up eighty six percent as of Friday, but I will guarantee you it's more. Friday it was fifteen bucks. Oh, actually, yeah, so yeah, stayed about the same. Yeah, pretty pretty stable over the weekend. Market price of fourteen thirty seven, and it has an average price of fifteen oh three. You can get foils of this for seventeen seventy seven. So this has a couple different printings. There's the secret layer printing, which shows it on Zenicard. So this one's the one that was originally printed in Kelbheim. And it is the cheaper version of them. So there's the borderless one that came out in Keldheim. This is just the normal one. There's the stamped one that came out in Keldheim. And then there's the secret layer, the um the ultimate yeah, secret layer. It was the uh, instead of getting the fetch ones, you got all the pathways. Yeah, but you can only buy them from LGSs. Yep. Uh, WPM specifically. So this card has oh, uh, eight uh, eight euros and thirty three cents for a European average. Now, now, this one actually is moving up not primarily because of all the commander cards and uh, the band style decks that we're going to be seeing the with uh, Streets of New Capenna, but what originally made it move up in price is the announcement of Pioneer being on the Pro Tour, being the first official Pro Tour format. So Pioneer now has eyes on it again. Well, and this is honestly with all the pathways, if you don't have your play sets yet, it might be a good time to quickly get those picked up before Pro, Pro Tour officially starts to. Have, have, I think this is something that we've said pretty, pretty steadily is location, location, location. <laughs> get your real estate. Very much so. Like Pioneer, uh, the, the, some of these land cards are moving up in price. So keep an eye on that. As they're moving up, to, as like when you're going to like purchase or just look or trade in as well, or just trade with your friends. Like these cards ha- now have uh, MTG Finance eyes on them. Uh, Keldheim is still getting printed. It's going to be rotating out. And when that rotates out, they're going to be moving up in price a lot more than what they are right now. But because of uh, Greasefang decks in Pioneer, uh, there's the, the, the Esper Greasefang deck. We were talking about that with Jay, uh, JMTG of MTG Drip. Uh, the Parhelion 2 Greasefang deck to be dropping that out, and that's Esper. So Esper decks, Esper Control that has the Wanderer. And Pioneer decks. So Pioneer is primarily moving a lot of these land prices because people, to start making decks, you need the lands. And this is an instance of where it's like, okay, land prices are going to start moving. So keep an eye on all the pathways. Uh, When the Triomes come out, don't buy those necessarily right away. Wait to see where they fall price-wise after being out in print for a couple weeks because we see it all the time. Cards pre-sell for like 3 to 4x what they're going to settle at and when they start dropping down that's when you can tr- typically grab them and, and things like that so keep an eye out on lands important lands check out the other pathways from zendikar check out uh fabled passages as well yep. fabled passages are always going to be good keep an eye out for the uh 
even the tap lands, the uh, temples. I think yeah, that those on, are. Yeah, I would s- keep an eye on them, but at the same time, I think the the pathways and the fable passages are going to be the ones you want to really focus on. They the do most. Un- they do enter untapped, and everybody talks about untapping being better, but don't don't stray away from the temples as well. I don't know. I I would go more of the the was it the buddy lands if you two or more lands. Oh, those oh, are yeah. Yeah. oh shit! Don't come tapped if you have two or more lands yeah the those ones are from those are probably gonna be better for pioneer in yeah those then danny good call then the tap yeah, lands like mine yeah you can have your tap lands like turn one and two but turn three and four and whatever else you're gonna want the ones that come in untapped so you have that mana for you pioneer is already a format that goes to turn five plus yeah yeah and so know. you're perfectly fine like having any of those fucking lands and stuff in there it's like a dual land it's a dual fucking land. Yeah, have, have the buddy lands as your as your the, dual lands. The yeah. Innistrad, the Innistrad two or more lands. Also, keep an eye out for the uh, AFR creature lands and stuff. Oh, yep. Those not only are seeing playing like modern and stuff right now, but pioneers coming. Uh, people are going to be looking their eyes on that. And creature lands are always a good investment. Den of the Bugbear is already a popular card, and it's like eight bucks right now. Yep. I the High Tyrants like four. Storm uh, Hall of the Storm Giants is. Four, the dragon one is like two yeah. and, the, and not all like we are by not by no means the financial experts no but we're not we think those are definitely good cards to keep an eye on i know the those man lands out of adventures i only have a couple the dual lands as far as the pathways go for the most part i have my play sets of all of them so i mean i'll keep them tight pretty there uh the innistrad lands i think i'm missing just a few here and there as far as having play sets of the color schemes but you know we want to be honest with you on what we're why we're looking at them i know all of us are probably thinking about pioneer too so oh very much so, so. very much so yeah i definitely need to uh, get my lands situated in my burn deck yeah yeah, yeah yeah get that get that den of the bugbear there bud you want to buy it you know what? Maybe you could put this next card in your burn deck too. Ooh, there's a good chance. So we got Arc Light Phoenix. Mentioned this a little bit earlier. For red three, you get a three two creature Phoenix with flying and haste at the beginning of combat on your turn. If you've cast three or more instants and or sorcery spells this turn, return Arc Light Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield. The burb is back. The burb is back. So this is like that cult following card. That people just fucking love. Uh, as of Friday, it jumped up 67%, chilling around $15 as of Friday. But today, you got an average price of $12.52. Average price still holding strong for 15 You got sellers trying to sell this for 15 European average, €7.36. Foils of Arclight Phoenix is $26. Now, this is a card that is super popular in a bunch of different formats. Modern Saw Play uh, Pioneer was one of the biggest ones when Pioneer first came out, and you had like the Spell Slinger deck, and oh god, what was the fucking ban that that took that? So Faithless Looting kind of like buried Arclight Phoenix as a deck in modern. But what was yeah. the what was the what was the thing that happened in Pioneer that kind of made Arclight kind of die down and stuff? It wasn't Feel the Dead. No, no, I don't even remember right now. There, there was something that kind of like put it on the back burner of popularity and stuff but now it's starting to pick back up um this was another deck that jay was talking about you know maybe i'll maybe we'll see if we could get him on next week and ne- next week we'll have all the cards and stuff yeah uh no, note to matt as you're editing hit up jay i think he would love to come on and talk pioneer next week 
Well, you know what? We've got some cheap pickups for you, too, while you're trying to build around some formats, maybe some changes that are happening, stuff to keep an eye on. First one we got up for you is reanimate specifically the Commander Black version. This one is sitting at $9.48, and it is stable right now. And then Kaya Ghost Assassin is at $4.99, and it's slowly trending down, and this is from the Conspiracy set. And the last one we have on here for you is Lithoform Engine. It is sitting at $9.50, and it is stable right now. So real talk with this one, okay? Real talk with this one. This one is a fucking Commander Powerhouse card. Yes, it has a high chance of reprintability oh, because yeah. it's not like a uh, Zenikar-specific kind of a name, but still, you've got a lot of these like doing activated abilities, having double spells. Like This could be a card now with uh, the Maestro deck being a thing where you're copying spells. Uh, there, there's this one card that allows you to copy a copied spell, a non-cast from yep. your hand spell or whatever. And uh, Lithoform Engine could be moving up in price. And 10 bucks at this thing that you're already going to want to be like chucking in a commander deck uh, of copying spells. It seems like spells. a good idea. It does seem like a good idea. It does seem like a good idea. So keep an eye on uh, Lithoform Engine. Big G, if you want, if, if, if you're like us and want to like pick up a Lithoform Engine for a very solid price, like if you think it could go lower than nine bucks, let's say, let's take a quick look. On TCG Player, you can find some stores selling it for $7, near mint for eight sixty-five. dollars uh, Previous couple sales of being uh, $7.95 and $8.64. But you're like, I think I, I think I could get a Lithoform engine for like six bucks. Like, ooh. What, 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 what could I use to notify myself of that? So that way it's like I don't have to be looking at. You know, TCG Matt, player the whole time. Matt, it's funny you should ask because not only not only is there a resource for you to pick up some singles like Lithoform Engine or, you know, Arclight Phoenix, you can also do sealed product with this specific tool as well. It's called Ooh. it's called TCG Sniper. Oh. Yeah. You can you can actually put a list of products, so not just singles, but also those sealed products as well. On a list, so that way you can get notified when prices are moving up or down at a specific point where you go, you know what, like we talked about, I want to pick up Lithoform Engine for 6 bucks. It'll notify you when it hits 6 bucks on anyone selling it. Now, quick caveat. Sometimes this works out to your benefit. Other times, it's unfortunately a misprint. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Yeah. We'll be honest. That does happen sometimes. There's not much that we can do on that. <laughs> like People in TCG Player just quickly toss up stuff. <clears throat> Uh, well, we've talked about the the force of negation. I was about story. to say it was force of negation. Yep. Yeah, that, where, that was a big one where they where put, we're sitting here for like what was it four bucks or something? Yeah, they put four bucks and they 70 had copies. seventy of them. Yeah, seventy copies at four bucks, and they meant four copies at seventy dollars. Needless to say, Matt and I jumped on that one real quick because we got notified by TCG Sniper. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways they can notify you. What's some of those ways there, Gib? Well, well, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Well, you know what? They can notify you when the prices are moving up for when you want to sell them. They can notify you for when the prices are moving down. But you know what? When you sign up, you should make sure you tell them that the guys from This Week in MTG sent you. They'll give you three months of the Plus membership program for free, which, if I remember correctly, is 50 cards, 50 products on the list? 50 cards, 50 F things 50 that, you can, products. Yep, yep. that you can enter in. Uh, the and the normal one is five. five. Yeah, there the we go. The normal one is five which is still worth it. But 
say that we sent you, you get three months free to test it out yourself. It's really good. I've picked up a, um, one of my best pickups there was a, a foil long-term plans Ooh. from, oh God, was that Scourge? That's a Scourge one. Yep. And it was like a, fo- a foil I bought for like someone put po- a, a near mint, near mint foil for like 10 bucks. And they were like selling for 18 or whatever. So I'm like, fucking rights. Haven't looked the price on that now, but that was one of my best ones. Well, cool. Okay. All right, boss man. Make the call. We doing it? The podcast? Okay, let's see. Are we doing it? How fast can we get this done, you think? I vote we do this rapid form. You get no more than two sentences to answer each individual question. Okay, okay. We've we've blue-balled Gib here long enough. (laughs) All right, here's what I'm thinking. Matt, you get to ask Danny. Danny, you get to ask me. I get to ask Matt. So that way we're all asking and answering questions. Okay. Are we just doing the five questions? We're just doing the five questions on there. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I'll start. So, Danny, or uh, Nad, just go with the silent Danny. Y. Just go, Danny. Nad with the silent Y. How did, how did or what got you into MTG? You. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite format to play in Magic and why is it Commander? Because everything else sucks. Ooh. Love it. What is your magic color? Not blue. <laughs> Is that an anything but blue statement? Actually, it's probably, it is red from the beginning. Very much so. Yeah, you started Rakdos. Yep, Rakdos Haze. Then Boros. Yep. And then Naya. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what is your favorite uh, favorite card or pet card that you have? Favorite card, Lightning Bolt, pet card, Zavison. Nice. Very true, very true. Can confirm. And then what is your process to brew a deck? I don't think I have one. <laughs> Usually, I, I honestly don't. Well, I, I guess I come up with a scheme and then just go from there. Because Rift was given to me. Yep. By our good friend Preston. Indeed. And that's been a 10 year process of getting her to where she's at. Um, what, what was your idea when it came to uh, Zer? Because you started off with Chromium with that and then you changed it to Zer. Well, I had Chromium. Because I got it, I saw it, I was like, you know what, I like dragons. Because with my commanders, I I usually like to, commander should be a dragon. Just a flying beater. Well, Explain Kenrith, sir. Kenrith was a group hugs deck. Just uh, <laughs> make it a, fr- a f- fun fun deck to play with. Because everyone obviously benefits from him. And it's like, well, I give you resources. If you can't use resources, well... Your own damn fault. It's your own fault. <laughs> I give you triple mana. I'll let you draw eight cards a turn or eight cards a spell. Yeah, you get the triple mana, but you're drawing fucking seven cards with each spell you cast. I'm not. I'm sorry that you can't win with your ninety nine cards in your hand. When you make me draw more than ninety nine, is the problem. I am. Fi- I am figuring out a way to just make infinite mana in every single deck I have, no matter what cards I have out. So when it comes to that shit, it's like fuck you, Danny. Hey. It's a hug deck, so if you if you win, good job. If you don't, I'm sorry. I gave you every opportunity you could possibly have to win. Valid point, valid point. And I didn't counter anything. <laughs> okay, well, Danny. You milled the shit out of us. Well, I give you cards. Okay, Danny. Ask ask uh, Gib. Okay, Big G. How did you up? get in magic? Uh, college, it ended up being an RA program that we got those free like half decks that you mash two together and then... There you go from our from our bookstore on the college. Nice. Uh so what's your favorite format? 
and why isn't it Commander? Uh, well, it actually is Commander, okay. and I I like Commander the most because you can do a lot within it as far as build weird tribals like Beard Tribal, or you can build the Super Hyper Competitive deck because yep. that's what you want to do. So, okay, uh, what is your color and not blue? Green. Perfect. Um, what's your favorite card or pet cards of yours? Uh, favorite card right now is actually Lazotith. Lazotith plating. Love that card. Yep. Nice One little of my favorites. Nice little cheeky card. Pet card, however, is Seaborn Muse. Any deck that has green in it, I I probably have Seaborn Muse in Solid it. Solid card. Sick fuck. So what's your process to brew a deck? Uh for a commander specifically, I will pick my commander, pick the theme that goes with the commander. So like most recently, uh Golgari Elves. Yep. I will grab any and every single card I think that would work well in it that fits that theme. And then eventually start going through and uh breaking it down so I can get to the one hundred for the to- deck total. But when we're talking to Chris. Chris, there we go. Um, I liked his his thought process of like you know like you know you're playing a mono green deck so you know you gotta play something like Crater Hoof Behemoth mm-hmm. you know it'll work every single time you know it's a good card try to figure out that try to figure out the best of the other cards like I really like that process so like in in my Golgari Elves I don't have Crater Hoof Behemoth I have maybe some elves that probably shouldn't be seeing play yep in that style of a deck. And just so I can kind of weed out some of the things I like and how I like it being played and stuff like that. So figure out the ninety eight because you I've, have that ninety nine. I've I've added that bit to my process a little bit. Okay. Very nice. All right, Matt. It's coming up to you. Sorry, Tam. Thank you. Thank you're welcome. How did you or what got you into magic? Nobody wants to know. I wanna hear it. Fuck you, Tam. <laughs> I wanna hear um, it. Uh it was college. Buddy, buddy yeah, of buddy. Uh, buddy of ours, uh, they were playing at the beer can. No, they weren't at the beer can. They were at wow, what was the fucking hall? Oh, one of the ping pong tables and at MSUM. Anyways, that one there. Come walking in there's after uh, after classes and they're playing cards on the table and I'm watching them and they're like, yeah, you should uh on a ping pong table. Not on a. It was the coffee table. God damn it. Yeah. I was hoping we had a cool, almost similar event. The, <laughs> the billiard table in our college dorm was our magic table. Yeah, no, people like to play ping pong on those tables, but there was a coffee table and like some uh, easy chairs and stuff around it. Gotcha, stuff. gotcha. So we were there. So it'd be like, play magic, play ping pong, play magic, play ping pong. And we just did that all, all the time. Hell and, yeah. And that's what uh, they started there. And then I uh, started playing magic from there. That was like 2011. All right. So what is your favorite, form- <laughs> what is your favorite format in magic to play and why is it standard? Uh, standard's okay. Uh, I like garbage. I like modern. Modern is probably my favorite format. Commander close second. Modern because well. like the <laughs> the intricacies that you can like do in modern with only like a select amount of like cards. Uh, it seems pretty cool. Uh, Commander is a close second. Very what? close second. G- give give or take the week. Pentagon. What is your magic color and why is it blue? Uh, blue and blue. Okay, perfect. Fuck blue. What is your favorite card or pet card? So I got, I was really thinking about this. Like, what is Counterspell. I can't say counterspell. Fine, counter. You know, you're the one interrupting him now. I know that. Okay. Like, okay. But it's his fault. (sighs) Shut up. 
All right, favorite card, pet card. He's Jesus, thinking so many fucking cards. Like I like I like a lot of them. Like the big rapid. The, the first thing that comes to your head. Danny, get your head get your head out of his lap. Oh <laughs> man. That's saying it. So uh I'd say my favorite my favorite card is, at this moment, because it definitely changes. Uh oh shit. Favorite card, Dreadhorn Arcanist. Okay. Fucking love that card. And it's red, Danny. I know it is, but it's, it's the fact red. that I'm laughing because you're like, you know what? It's this. I'm like, wait, light bulb. It's this. No, it's this wait, one. No, wait. Another light bulb one. comes. It's this one. I got too many. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 I try and put a lot of a lot of them in my decks and stuff. Commander especially because, you know, you got so many more slots to put that shit into. So, I mean, that's, again. <laughs> All right, speaking. How speaking do you bring your deck? Hold on. Speaking pet, of. No, no, pet card. I got to give you the pet okay, card. All right, so let's hear the pet I got card. Favorite right. card, pet card. So, favorite card, Dreadheart Arcanist. I'm going to say pet card is Ixodron. Perfect. All right, what is your process for brewing a commander deck? I see jank, I make jank. Perfect. <laughs> okay. I can't, I can't help but, like, if I look at a card, it's like, what can I do for this? And then I, I, I am very, uh, I've, I've, I've learned the ways of Scryfall Foo and to like use the syntax to my, the max, the maximum ability, and it really helps you learn like how cards are worded in Magic as well. So, I see a card, I'm like, what can I do with this card? I go to Scryfall and learn of a bunch of different cards that can work with that, and that's kind of like I go from there. My Thrax Mundar deck is going to be one of those. I dig it. So. Little backstory for all of you who are listening. We do interviews. We've been kind of up in our game on the interviews. Good and plug. These are some of these um, things that we do. And we ask our, our guests these kind of questions. Like, we want to know what got them into magic. And while we were doing one of these, I sat and thought about it. I'm like, I don't think we've actually sat and talked and answered our own questions we ask. No one wants to listen to our questions. Yeah, nobody answers. cares about us. Shut up, the two of you. People <laughs> they, listen to they, us. They listen to us because, one, we're schmucks with microphones, and two, we get cool people like Chris Martin, JMTG, Ryan from Commander Cookout Podcast on. You're right, but we, we have had people asking for our artic- autographs now on the play mats that you can buy for $20 from straight from us, or you can go to J-Dubs in the mall and pay tax plus the $20. And not get our, ad- our autographs. Or you can. You'd be quickly hit us up if you're at JDEMS <laughs> and be like, yo, can you guys make it here real quick? And I'm pretty sure we can all make it. Oh, there. yeah. But no, I, I had that thought like we haven't done a get to know the hosts kind of a thing since we've been plugging away on some of this stuff. So we'll have to get JB in here and ask him these same questions. Indeed. I think people can like suss together. I think people have been able to like suss together like who we are as magic players throughout all the episodes because, you know, we wear our, we wear our magic on our sleeves, if you know what I mean. <laughs> No, I don't have any cards in my sleeves. Ah, Jesus fucking, this is the way I'm Wait, fucking doing I do it. Wait, I do have cards in sleeves. Never mind. <laughs> but no, I thought this would be a cool kind of just a, you know, embodying the new way we do our ThoughtCast type of stuff. So, One thing I was thinking about with ThoughtCast as well is maybe we can also open up to like questions, people that just want to ask. You know, yeah. like a lot of podcasts do that where it's like you got the, uh, the goldfish guys where they have their uh, fish mail and stuff like that. Maybe we'll have questions like that that we occasionally pull from. This week in the mailbox. Ooh. Oh, look at that. I yeah, like that. I like yeah. that. Okay. Well, no mailbox this week because <laughs> we're just like coming to grips with Because it was now. just put outside. <laughs> so let's end this podcast by giving a big thank you to all of you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of this episode. If you made it past that first, what, 
10 minutes of the first bit. Jeez. Half hour? Yep. Okay, for, fine. First half an hour where we were fucking around and with uh, with Tam Gibb and uh, Nab with a silent Y. Nat, <sighs> not Nab. Nad. Nad with a silent Y. My bad. Fucking Christ. Sorry, Nad. Get it right. I know. I know. Fucking Tam with two, N- two C's. So if you all made it to the end, thank you so much. Right. Uh, big thank you to our... Uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty pre-release pack winner bass drummer I'll hit you up or yeah, you'll probably hear from me first so yes congratulations on that uh, big thank you to our patrons for thinking that this fucking content that you just spent the last uh, three hours listening to the last two hours god this is gonna fucking suck to edit last two hours is worth fucking supporting by some ungodly reason also big thank you to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us uh, hit them up if you're looking for anything magic related. And now, do you guys have anything else you want to add to the end of this podcast? No. Have a great night. And with that, magic folk, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! I am shocked and amazed. I am not drunk enough for this shit.